How's it going? Hello, hello. Welcome to another Lunch and Learn. We're so excited. Yes, and we and we um, we actually have a little bit of a change at the last minute. Um, fortunately, we've got Kelly Burns from Earth Guardians. She's the National Programs Director from Earth Guardians with us today. Jessica, who was supposed to be with us, she was with us for like 20 minutes prior to this and then completely lost the internet. She's down in Haiti. Um, you know, internet, everything has been a little crazy today, period, even, even in the US. I'm, I'm speaking to you from Amsterdam. I'm in the Netherlands right now. I've had some tech issues, um, but Jess, we're so sad that we lost you, um, but she will be back next month. She'll be our guest for next month. And we have Kelly, I wanna say thank you, honey, for joining us today at the last minute. Um, yeah, thank you so very much for coming in. Yeah, very, very grateful to be here. I'm so glad that I was available. Um, just the little bit that I've worked with Jessica over the past many months through our partnership, I have an understanding of what takes place in Haiti in terms of internet and power and whatnot. So it's my pleasure and my honor to, to be here with you all and um, with your audience to, to share what I can in terms of our organization, our partnership, how we've been working together collaboratively for the past many years now. So thank you for having me. And so I know Myrna, you, you two have not met before and Myrna's kind of flying blind here because she was all ready to, you know, she had all of her questions with Jess. Um, so this is all gonna be new to her. And the three of us are just gonna hang out and do a little round table conversation today. It's awesome. Myrna, how's it going today? Great, thank you so much. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no, this is wonderful. I'm, am I'm just amazed that this last minute switch your change and everybody's flexible and I love it. Um, Kelly, so I wasn't even aware of this partnership. I'd love to get into your work in Haiti as well. But first, do you want to just introduce us? Like, tell us who you are first and also who Earth Guardians is. Awesome. Yeah, I'd be glad to. So again, thank you for having me. My name is Kelly Burns. I use she, her pronouns. I live on occupied Eastern Band Cherokee territory outside of so-called Asheville. Um, my family lives throughout Western North Carolina. And I've been working with uh, the global environmental youth-led organization by the name of Earth Guardians uh, for almost five years now. So I'm very happy to be here. Um, I am the global program director. So I work with all of our youth uh, worldwide in um, helping to support and mentor them in terms of the various programs, projects, campaigns, and trainings they're working on. Our organization works at the intersection of climate and environmental justice. Uh, we might call that specifically climate justice to uplift the voices of our youth worldwide who are working in the climate justice field in the respects of uh, trainings, leadership development, uh, civic engagement, art and climate justice, front lines direct action, campaign development. We do a lot of work to support fossil fuel resistance fights um, throughout the United States. A lot of support in terms of food sovereignty and our youth that are working uh, on food sovereignty initiatives, permaculture, community agriculture, et cetera, tree planting, and, and the list goes on. It's really about following the direction of our young people whose whose world, you know, this is their world. And and I see myself as a not an elder, but an older in my early 40s, and uh, just really working to to pass that baton of leadership. Um, to our youth and help to mentor them and, and let them sort of steer the ship in terms of vision. So that's a little bit about me. Great. So specifically, how when you say youth, how old are the people who are involved and how long has Earth Guardians been around? Yeah, great question. So we are an intergenerational organization with youth at the forefront. So we have people um, that are in our global crews. So our crews 
are the heartbeat of our organization. And uh, they're like squads of people that want to get together and do environmental and climate justice work, uh, really grassroots work. So it's specific to various communities globally. Um, and we have members of our organization that are four or five years old and members that are in their 70s and 80s, right? But our our primary age of the people that we work with most of the time are between 15 and 30. I'd say that, that that's like the, the, the youth that we're really training, our youth that we bring on to staff, our youth that are coming um, to help lead our campaigns are in that age range. And in terms of how long we have been uh, in an organization, we started in Maui, Hawaii. In 1992, uh, Tamara Roski was the founder of the organization, um, and she started it as an accredited high school in Maui that was working to ban plastic bags, ban the burning of sugarcane in, in the fields, um, and things of the such. And uh, in the late 90s, the Dalai Lama gave the school the torch of hope, and the the youth went on a tour for six months and spoke all around the United States on protecting the environment. And there's always been this, this aspect of art and music intertwined into our work. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, Earth Guardians came to Colorado. And uh, Tamara, the family, and the other youth involved started to do, again, a lot of grassroots work um, to get pesticides banned in parks, to get fracking, a moratorium on fracking, and um, you know, through media attention, youth around the globe caught wind of what these youth were doing in Colorado and wanted to know how to do the same things in their communities. So at that point, we became a decentralized organization um, and a nonprofit and started to support youth worldwide as a platform for helping them do their own grassroots climate justice work. So that's sort of where the seed started and then how it grew and now the tree that it is. That's amazing. You know, I, I want to ask a question that might take a few more minutes, but I think it's worth it. Can you share a little bit more about the story of the founder? Yeah. Um, so Tamara Roski, uh, the, the story that she always told me um, over the many years that we worked together, she's, she's no longer the executive director anymore. We now have an executive director by the name of Catherine Mongella, who is from Tanzania, um, where a lot of our active crews are is actually in Africa. But uh, the story that Tamara would always tell me is that on a very auspicious evening uh, where there was like a Venus-Mars conjunction in the sky, her father led a group of men down one side of the Haleakala crater in Maui and women came down the other side and they met in the morning time down at the bottom. And at that point, Tamara passed out on a rock and started having these visions. And the visions were um, this young man who she believes now was uh, her fourth son, fourth son, her fourth child, Chutesca Martinez came to her and flew her all across the planet. And um, while she was seeing the planet and the different youth that were that were changing the world and the different environmental problems, um, they were on this, this tour together, kind of uh, in this dream space. And many hours later, she came to, and for about a year, she kept having these dreams and these visions of young people rising up across the planet and saving the environment and um, saving the future of humanity. And so it took her about a year of having these dreams to actually get motivated. She didn't have a formal education, um, so she never believed that she could personally do something like this. And, um, and yet she did. She started an accredited high school in Maui, which then became a global nonprofit. And um, last year, she resigned as the executive director, and um, we have a new executive director that's now uh, from from Africa, which represents more of our global, which helps with more of our global representation and the work that we're doing. We have a lot of very active crews in Africa, but but that's a little taste of her, um, of Tamara Roski, and then her son, Chutescott Martinez, became quite a, a global figure. He was the youngest person to address the United Nations in 2015. He was brought on to Obama's uh, Youth Council at one point. He has spoken worldwide and inspired youth 
worldwide to become climate activists. And um, he's a global speaker as well as a hip hop artist and uses his art platform to really uh, push change um, in, in the sphere of climate justice. Um, and through his, through his love and through his humility over the past many years, he's really stepped back to let other youth step forward and lead the way. So whereas before we had this very, this one very strong youth leader sort of pushing the direction of our organization um, through his, through his wisdom of stepping back, we now have this beautiful platform of many, many youth leaders and youth staff that are, that are sort of leading the charge in our work. That is amazing. Can you share his name again? So for people who want to look him up. Yeah. Shuteska Martinez. X I U H. Hold on, I've got to actually spell it out. Uh, X I U H T E Z C A T L, and then uh, Martinez, M A R T I N E Z. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that. Wow. It sounds like um, Tamra. I mean, it's clearly divinely led, right? <laughs> This is clearly something that was meant to be. And now um, I'm just getting an idea from just a few minutes of you sharing about the impact, the global impact, the quantity. Thank you. There's the spelling for us. The, the quantity of work, the number of people you're impacting, the issues you're impacting. Can you try to quantify some of that for us? How many countries are you in? I mean, just give me an idea of the the global impact, because I, I know it's it's significant. Yeah, so um, we're working on doing an audit right now of all of our crews that are active. Um, over time, we've been in 60 countries and have had over 300 crews. And um, right now we are deciphering how many of our crews are still with us and still active. So that's still in the mix right now with our with our audit that's happening. Um, but we, we are about to put on a project grant summit for many of our youth who applied for our micro grants this past year. Um, and we'll have 10 of our countries represented in that project grant summit. It's on the 18th at uh, 11 a.m. Um, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, I believe. Um, so that can be found on our website and on our socials. Uh, so that gives people like a taste of some of the work that our youth are doing globally right now. Um, yeah, in terms of numbers, it's hard to say exactly how many people are um, actively engaged at the moment. Like I said, we're having our we're having our audit to find that out at the moment. Um, I think we have 50,000 followers on Instagram. So we really try to use social media as a force for good to uh, to touch youth and to get people just engaged in finding their own inspiration within um, the climate justice field. So again, we support everything from youth that are doing art to youth that are fighting fossil fuel pipelines, um, to youth that are working within the realms of policy and changing our policy. So we, it really runs the gamut. And then we have a number of various programs. So the way that the organization is divided or unified, so to speak, is we have our global crews, which are on the ground, grassroots workers doing work. And then we have regional directors. So we have uh, people within various continents and countries that our crews look to for support and advice. Uh, we have our staff members that are also working to represent the voices of our global on the ground crews. And then we support them with virtual and in-person trainings as well as project grants. Um, and recently uh, we started a crew in Haiti, um, which is really exciting. So through some of uh, her many voices and Alicia's connections, um, we have a really inspired and active group that are in Haiti that we're working with, but really they're driving the force. And that's what we really try to to promote is that we wanna support you as an organization for the work that you're doing in your community. And then what we can do is support you with project grants. What we can do is support you with uh, trainings online and in person. And we can support you in connecting to a global network, 
which is one of our, I think, our most important assets is that we're we are connecting youth and people globally that are all doing the same work, um, which is protecting the environment just in their own unique ways. Um, so I think that's something that's that's very special about the organization. I've been a very, very big fan of Earth Guardian's work for many years now. And I had to, you know, I had to smile when it started to unfold in a way where Shatesco, when he became an older person, I was really paying attention to the work he was doing. I met him in Tamara when he was little. And um, I was looking for a place to live in Boulder and there was a place right next door to them. And so I spent some a moment with the two of them and you knew there was something very special about this young man. And his mom definitely had vision going on. Um, so over the years, I've started paying attention to the work that Earth Guardians was doing. And Kelly and I were connected. And that was just it. I, I was like, we have to work together. We have to. Um, you know, the love and dedication that this woman brings to the table on a daily basis, it just spoke to my very, the core of my soul. And now with her many voices partnering up with Earth Guardians in doing this project in Haiti, it's amazing how they lead youth. So they get to be empowered and we get back, we get to sit back and listen to what it is that they're needing and wanting, where their drive is in taking care of mother and each other. And Earth Guardians is wonderful about setting up programs for them to come on and get these trainings and then take that back into their communities. The leaders from their communities go back in and, and share what they've learned with the Earth Guardians trainings. So we, Kelly, we've been, what, we've been doing this for, what, we started maybe about three or four months ago, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's slow because right now, I mean, Haiti's in, in crisis mode, right? This is truly a, um, they're, they're in a devastated place. Uh, this is post-earthquake. This is post-assassination of their president. This is guns running, uh, excuse me, gangs running the country at this point. And yet the young people, there's still hope. There's still drive. There's still passion and desire on just doing the things that need to be done. Basic things. Wow. Um, so very, very grateful that uh, we've had this partnership with with Earth Guardians. Kelly, can you share more about that, about the, the particular project and specifically what's happening with your partnership? Yeah. So so like Alicia said, um, we came together about three or four months ago and we started to sort of bounce ideas off of each other. It was Earth Guardians, Her Many Voices, um, Wind Farm, which is an ecological preserve in Haiti, and then Jess, who was supposed to be the guest today, she's been very active in our group. And then um, a fellow by the name of Adler and Sebastian and these others that are connected to a lot of youth in Haiti. Um, and we just started, you know, meeting virtually. The, the blessing of the pandemic is that in some ways it's connected us more, where it's disconnected us in some ways, but it's connected us more in some ways. So, so being comfortable on this Zoom platform um, we were able to get together and just start talking about what's needed in the area. And one of the things that sounded most needed is just a sense of belonging to a to a group where everybody sort of has a similar vision of care. And as some of you might know, um, like Alicia referred to, there's plenty of problems in Haiti right now. There were already plenty of problems before the assassination and the earthquake, and even more so now. So youth and people in general need a place to come together to feel a sense of purpose, to feel a sense of community. Um, and somehow, as it is with many groups worldwide, Earth Guardians becomes like a banner to sort of rally together and around. Um, and so we had our first onboarding for this crew, which is how we promote our, how we support our crews in the beginning is we onboard them. We introduce them to Earth Guardians, to the resources that we'll be providing and helping them with. And then we just listen to what their needs are. And one of the, the big projects that 
we're hoping to continue to work on is a um, it's a banana plate project. There's a lot of a lot of trash in in Haiti, and then a lot of styrofoam, and so people are really wanting to reduce that and to use compostable products. So Alicia has been helping to drive the push on various aspects of this project and getting these machines, this technology that can press these banana leaf plates for them. Um, and then they're doing cl cleanups and, and other, other things as well. They're starting to come to some of our virtual leadership trainings. And like Alicia said, then taking those skills back into their their communities. Um, they're doing some documenting on different things that need to be paid attention to in their area. And our hope is that um, as our relationship builds, we can come and actually do a training all together on wind farm, um, whether it be planting hemp or trees or whatnot, that's undecided. Um, but yes. Oh, and there's Adler right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> great, great. Um, nice, to, nice to see you out there, Adler. Yeah, yeah, and Adler, if you have anything to add in the comments around specifics to what your crew is doing, please, please go ahead. Um, Adler yeah. said, yay, Kelly, we strongly believe we can act together. We do appreciate your commitment. Yeah, and, and the commitment to Adler. Ad Adler actually is working with her many voices. Um, it's a family affair because his brother started with us, Emmanuel Saint Laurent, um, and Emmanuel has been helping as a coordinator for our Haiti projects. Emmanuel last year finally was able to get out of the country. He is studying in Marseille now to finish out his uh, master's degree. And so Adler had returned to Haiti and he is helping us now in these coordinated projects. And then he has a younger brother, uh, Jose, who is also helping us too. And um, you know, one of the things I wanted to say is that in this machinery that, that Kelly was talking about that we're looking to do for the plates, this machinery actually, it can do banana leaves, hemp leaves, bamboo. So there, there are multiple possibilities with this particular project. And, um, you know, with all of the trash that is there, it is crucial. It is crucial. And styrofoam is actually illegal in AD, it was made illegal, I believe, in 2013, and yet it it permeates every bit of the of the island. Wow. So it's these kind of things that can make a huge difference in what people are experiencing down there. Mm -hmm. so. Once again, I'm so impressed with her many voices and your work on the ground, and of course, Earth Guardians as well, which I'm learning more about here. You you guys are both just so incredible with your impact and what you're actually doing you know you're not just providing money here and there funds it's it's incredible um, um, um yes and i was just gonna say and the reason why i'm in amsterdam right now is because we have a new partnership it's green revolution foundation with uh, attila suba attila is a hungarian blues musician who he and, and one of his business associates, Jeremy uh, Hale, contacted me a few months ago and said, hey, listen, we're interested in working with uh, indigenous peoples in the hemp community. And so I have flown out here and I'm in Amsterdam for a month to, uh, to have meetings and create this partnership with Attila and Green Revolution. Um, we would be happy to join the Earth Guardians, they say. So this is definitely going to happen. Um, Attila, I've been thinking about the, the introduction, setting up time between you and Kelly um, this week, as a matter of fact. So we will definitely make this happen. And, um, and so part of what they're focusing on doing, Attila is creating a, um, a social and environmental uh, justice cafe here in starting in Amsterdam through the Green Revolution. And Proceeds go back into communities like ours. Um, a lot of folks in the indigenous world who are, who are really doing the good fight for social and environmental uh, justice issues. And so when this cafe is up and running, proceeds are coming back to her many voices as well as other organizations. And those proceeds will be directly affecting this project in Haiti that we were just talking about. 
That's wonderful. Um, Alicia, I, you also have an interview that's posted now with you speaking with him about all that. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So Attila and I actually did um, uh, our short, well, I guess it's our version of a little lunch and learn this last week um, with Aisla. And um, and so, yes, you guys can see that. I don't know, Aisla, maybe at some point you can post there the link to that particular uh, interview that we did just last week with Attila. And Adler is posting, yay, Kelly, we strongly believe we can act together. We do appreciate your commitment. Yes. So I have another question for Kelly. I'm wondering if you had, if Earth Guardians had a presence in Haiti prior to this partnership with Her Many Voices. No, we haven't. It's one of the places we haven't. So that's that's one of the reasons it's so exciting is, and, and again, just the, the power of partnership is so important because then we can broaden our impact um, and broaden our relations worldwide. I, I do believe that the climate crisis is that which actually brings us all together in a lot of ways. And that which, that which shows us that we aren't these individual nations, but we are a global community. And then on a micro level, our partnerships are part of the glue that's helping to bring those bonds together globally um, with organizations and with nations um, in terms of the climate crisis. So this is our this is our first time working in Haiti, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's I mean, you guys know that the the core value for many voices is whatever I do for another, I do for myself. And so we recognize that when we all work together, we rise together. And this the whole collaboration with different organizations is the best way that we know how to have the greatest impact. Um, hence the reasons we get to spend time with Earth Guardians as well as uh, Green Revolution and many others to come together. Um, and okay, to see all of the Her Many Voices presentations, you can go to the uh, bit.ly forward slash HMVF YouTube. And also a moment ago, we had the link to the interview we did with Attila. Thank you, Aisla. Aisla, just so you know, she is the, uh, she's the wizard behind the, the curtain here doing all of the tech stuff for us. So check out this link as well. And you'll be able to see, you'll be able to hear about our partnership with uh, Attila Suba and Green Revolution. Yes, Aisla, thank you. She's our producer behind the scenes, working all the magic. Um, this reminds me, this conversation reminds me of, you know, the fact that in the world, in the, in the world where we are, there's national boundaries, these political artificial boundaries, right? But really it's, it's a global community. And with the climate crisis, all of these things, you know, the river runs through the national boundaries. The river doesn't know there's a boundary there, right? The air is all, all of our air. Um, and so it's, it's truly, truly global issues, as you're, you've said, Kelly. And but what's fantastic is that it all has to be addressed locally, right? On the ground with the people. And I think in the end, we're all, certainly everyone on this call and probably everyone listening, we're all humanitarians, right? What we really, really care about is humanity and the people who are affected by these issues. Um, so I just wanted to mention that, you know, I love this concept that when you look at the earth from space, you don't see national boundaries. You don't see lines because we're all in this together in the end, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, simply because you're not feeling the impact of something that's happening in the world does not mean that you are not being affected or that you are not going to be feeling it at some point. Mm -hmm. We all have a responsibility to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. So if something is happening, whether it's next door or across the pond, show up, do what you can, because you're helping yourself every time you help someone else, mm -hmm. every time. Yeah, I believe it was Alice Walker who said that activism is my rent for living on the planet. And, and I think that oh. that's, you know, I think that should be true for all of us, that that is the rent that we have to be these humanitarians um, living on the planet and then 
just the joy of getting to to be here on a call like this with with other humanitarians that really care to pay that rent, um, and then to to rally around solutions uh, around what what what's what is potentially going to to get us out of of this crisis, um, as which I really believe is a crisis of values more than anything. That if we start to change our values around consumerism and capitalism and patriarchy, then we also uh, are doing climate justice work. Um, and so to to hear more about the Green Revolution and just rallying around hemp and rallying around indigenous peoples leading the way uh, at Earth Guardians, uh, we really have a strong belief in those pillars uh, that nature, following nature, and, and as Alicia knows, we met around hemp, which I'm sure is like a way that she meets a lot of people, um, that, that, that I see hemp as, as a major solution. We put on a six-part series in 2022 around hemp as an eco-solution in the different fields. And um, five years ago, Shutescott Martinez, myself, and five other indigenous youth started a new program, which is flourishing still at our organization, called the Indigenous Youth Initiative, which is really about holding space for the leadership and the growth of um, specifically North American Indigenous youth, although we are working to expand that program globally this year. Um, it was born out of the movement at Standing Rock and really wanting to invite um, youth into Earth Guardians, Indigenous youth into Earth Guardians to sort of forge the way and lead the way and support them in that in that action. So it's just it's just great to to meet other organizations that have similar values as well to be able to unite our forces. You know, speaking of uniting, um, so last year we had a very first Earth Day event and uh, it was a marathon event. It was 13 and a half hours worth of content. We had five continents, 11 countries and 65 presenters on that day. And, uh, and we are preparing for, the, for this next Earth Day event. So um, I'm excited to say that Earth Guardians is gonna be partnering, is partnering with us for that day. And um, so I'm really excited about the content that you guys are gonna be bringing to the table as well, since you are another international organization. You know, we get to hear from youth from all over the globe and um, it, you can't, there's nothing better than that, <laughs> you know? That's so. amazing. Um, Kelly, I want to mention that since you mentioned Standing Rock and how this um, Indigenous youth uh, program started, uh, last month we interviewed Tommy Nahulu and he is a Hawaiian native who, um, artist actually, who certainly honors um, all the traditions of natives, natives in Hawaii. And he went to Standing Rock as a, a volunteer and had such a profound experience there. And I'm just fascinated with how Standing Rock, so many amazing things have come from it. So many things. Um, not just connections, but um, organizations. And um, and I love it that people came together to take a stand and, and, and so much has come from it. I thought I'd mention that for those of you who might maybe want to go back and listen to the interview with Tommy as well. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. I would love to listen to that interview. And just as you were speaking, I got goosebumps all over and teary-eyed because it really was this moment in time that inspired so many people. And we might not have totally shut down that pipeline, but I believe that that was a gravity point in the climate justice movement that really shifted the direction of all of our work and also all of our values to really step back, especially as um, white people and follow the lead of our indigenous relatives. Um, I think that that's one of the most important lessons that, that came for many people. And I also believe it got many, many people activated within the climate justice space. Uh, and one of the most beautiful things, I was there for a number of months, was to see the people that were flying in from all over the world to show solidarity. Again, just like the fact that the climate crisis is something that is actually bringing us all together and bringing us together as, as a planet, as opposed to dividing us as nations. 
please share yeah. more about your experience there. I sorry, Alicia. No, I was just gonna okay. say share more about that experience for those of us who weren't there. Um it's really hard to put into words. All I can say is that it changed my life. I think more than anything to to be on the ground and um, seeing that in a lot of ways our police system is like a military protecting the oil and gas industry and that the a lot of the change is not going to come from a, a colonial set up government that was based uh, in patriarchy that the change is gonna come from the people and the people that it should come from are the people that were here before, before the invasion, essentially. And so again, it's really about turning the, the attention and the leadership towards those who it really belongs to. Um, so I, I, for me, that was it. And that's the reason that I actually work for Earth Guardians is because of my experience at Standing Rock. Well, we have to keep in mind that indigenous peoples are somewhere between four to five percent of the of the planet, right? And yet, in charge of the stewards of eighty percent of what's going on with Mother Mother at this point in protecting that portion of what's happening on the planet. So the fact that so many came to this call from all over speaks volumes as to where the people are collectively, whether you are, are native, whether you're indigenous or not, you know, it speaks to that call, the very core of who you are, because we recognize these things have to change in order for us to have a healthy, sustainable existence. And we have to think of this in the next, for this next seven generations, we have to. Every thought, every action, every word, it has to be that in mind. So this is a huge epiphany for me, for both of you, for you to say that it shifted the direction of the climate justice movement and it was an indicator for white people to step back, right? Take a step back because these indigenous leaders are the ones who need to leave, lead this movement and be acknowledged. That is just profound to me. It really is. Um, and then so many people flying in from all over the world. I, I keep, I'm totally tearing up this whole time about this topic because, and they're, they're coming in to show their solidarity, right? That leads me to what Jess and I were going to talk about today, which is more about looking at the work in Haiti and, and at other places as well, right? As doing something in solidarity, she calls, she's a solidarity activist and an anthropologist. And, and really the point being that people don't want charity. It can't be about charity. And I know Alicia, you can speak to this probably more than anyone. So- Well, uh, there was a reason why it was it, the, the topic of the day was gonna be collective healing, you know? And it, it, Jess and I have even had this conversation before you know, sometimes I hear when I talk to people about working in Haiti, you know, I hear, oh, those poor Haitians. Mm -hmm. It's not about those poor Haitians. These are some of the most powerful, strong, resilient, creative people that I've met. And it, it, we talk about that philosophy of, you know, if you've come here because you, you just want to help me, you think you, I'm, I'm that person who needs the help, but you don't recognize that we are intertwined in this, right? We work together, we rise together. And that's what all of this work is about. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm reading a comment that just popped up about what Adler is sharing and some of the project information. Um, yeah, we can, we can respond to that. You will hear from our crew in Petit Guev that this crew is leading by a committee of four members. Now we actually work on two projects, all right? For the first one, we receive the Her Many Voices support to implement it. Yes. 
It is in two parts, a foundation for children and women, well-being, women well-being in Trushushu, plus a cooperative business in agricultural field. The project is running now. Our next action will be the education quality. A commentary, what is that? No, a community laboratory in support to practical teaching in chemistry, biology, technology in Petitque. Yeah. Alicia and Earth Guardians will know more later. <laughs> Thank you, Adler. And I have to say, Adler is right now, he is in uh, the Port-au-Prince region of, of Haiti writing in. So it's good to know we've got we've got Haiti here. We've got uh, Attila from um, Earth uh, from Green Revolution is here in Amsterdam. Um, so it's nice to know that we're reaching the, the globe in this. Uh, I know that Tommy is also listening in, who we just mentioned from last month. Hey, um, Tommy! Good to know that you're out there, my brother. He's saying that Earth Guardians is a perfect group to have part of Harmony Voices Foundation and one that we should all get behind for Earth Day. Absolutely. A lot of Absolutely. solidarity out there, right? Yes. Yeah, and Kelly, what you don't know is that um, also Tommy's father, he has been a steward of the land for many, many, many years. He has, he has planted thousands upon thousands and thousands of trees and educated youth beyond belief for maybe, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years, something like that. Um, and he continues to do that in Hawaii. So we have uh, we have Eli to thank for that too, Tommy's thank, dad. Thank you for your work in Hawaii, Tommy, and your and your and your father too, the Kingdom of Hawaii. I, I had the honor of getting to live off and on for ten years in Kauai. So I have mm. a lot of reverence for the Hawaiian Islands um, and and the magic and the beauty of the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, you know, much like I think a lot of people had the epiphany, the water is life through the Standing Rock movement, which seems um, very fundamental when you think about it, how important caring for our water is, because caring for our water is what uh, affects all of us and, and, and all living things and, and the health of all living things. Um, I had that epiphany in Hawaii, out in, in the ocean surfing, and that's another place that really shifted my own personal story and perspective of uh, doing environmental justice work, is being out in the water so often and just wanting to protect the oceans so other people could get in the water and enjoy it the same way, as well as protecting all the living beings, the coral, whatnot, that, that live in, in the magical, mysterious world of, of, the, of the waters of the ocean. So, so thank you, Tommy. And I don't know if you two are aware, just this last week, Hawaii had snow. Wow. Yeah. Very I think that speaks volumes as to what's happening in the planet. Yeah, a lot of my friends in Kauai were like battening down the hatches. They weren't getting snow, but they were getting like temperatures in the low 60s, which is quite unusual also. Yeah. Kelly, um, can you think of anything else that you'd like to share? I mean, I just, you know, we've had a wonderful conversation and we have a few more minutes here before we take questions. Um, just anything else that you want to share with everyone? Um. Yeah, I guess I guess a couple of things. One is just to go back to our comment around uh, really letting um, people of color, indigenous people, lead the way within the climate justice movement. Um, I feel odd as a as a as a white woman here uh, speaking for my organization. Um, I'm 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 honored and grateful to. And uh, after the the murder of George Floyd, I think a lot of organizations went through a process of putting their especially within the environmental movement, and I think in a lot of different sectors, putting their organization through an equity lens, a justice, equity, diversion, and inclusion lens. And um, I, I can say with just so much pride that our organization rose up to, 
to that. And um, the the demographics of our organization is mostly youth-led and mostly BIPOC-led at this point. And again, I just think that those are the voices that really need to be at the forefront of this conversation because those are the voices that have the solutions. Um, one of the reasons we decided to start the Indigenous Initiative is that Indigenous peoples, like Alicia is saying, are the ones that are still caretaking the earth and know those ways of caretaking the earth. Um, capitalism and selling carpet on the market, that's not gonna get us out of this situation. What's gonna get us out of this situation is to give the due respect and leadership to native and indigenous peoples to be able to care, to guide us in how to make relations again with our natural environment. Um, as well as the fact that people of color are usually the most affected by the climate crisis and have done the least to actually create it. Um, a lot of the creation of the climate crisis is by privileged European communities that have been consuming more than needs to be consumed um, for the planet to be able to be sustained. Um, so I just wanna put an emphasis on that point um, and just welcome anyone to, to start their own crew uh, in their own communities. And um, if people are listening and want to develop partnerships like Alicia and I um, have been speaking of, again, I feel like the only way that we're going to work our way out of this, this problem, which can actually be uh, a savior in some ways, is, is to create these alliances and these partnerships and these bridges. Please, please reach out. And um, Alicia, thank you so much. It's an honor to work with you. It was an honor to to meet you um, around our friend Hemp, and then to be continuing to, to forge these different partnerships and relations. And Adler, Sebastian, thank you for all your work you're doing on the ground in Haiti. And um, so so good to meet you too, Mirna, and, and I look forward to hopefully getting to know you better as well. So just thanks for letting me come um, and speak about the work that we're doing. And uh, yeah, we just hope to that some of you are lit up out there from this conversation and want to follow some of our youth leaders, want to potentially come to one of our trainings, want to apply for one of our project grants, want to become a crew, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. So thank you for- And the best way to, the best way to find out about what's going on with Earth Guardians and how they can maybe connect with you guys and, and work with you what do they need to do? Yeah, you can go to our website, www.earthguardians.org. Um, we have a very active Instagram because a lot of our audience is youth. So um, you could just find us at Earth Guardians on Instagram um, and then also Facebook. And there, there are many of our crews and chapters that have their own Facebook pages, their own Instagram uh, feeds as well. But just look for just straight Earth Guardians. That's great. Um, they can. Can I also find geographic information? Say I'm, you know, I'm in Denver. Can I go in there and find out what's happening in my location? Yeah. So we have a map of all of our active crews on our website. So you can find out that way. You can also, um, anyone is welcome to email me, and I can connect you with other Earth Guardian crews if there are ones um, that are in your area. That's great. Um, we have a comment here, a question actually. Do you think that funding grassroots activists will make a change in climate action? Um, I'm yeah. giving that to you, to you, Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're gonna put your money um, in one place, I would say helping to support activists that are doing the work on the ground, finding a organization that you really believe in to donate to that are doing good work, um, supporting grassroots activists, do that instead of buying your next plane ticket or your next pair of high heels or your next pair of like whatever it might be, getting your nails done or whatever. Like, yes, of course. I think that that's a great place to put your your support and your money. Um, that's why I, I work for a nonprofit is because this is what I believe in doing. Um, that, I'm right there with you, Kelly Girl. I'm right there with you. <laughs> The Green Revolution said that they would be happy to join this collaborative action. Awesome. I can't wait to get to meet you guys. <laughs> Attila Suba is a force to be reckoned with. Um, he's, he's wonderful to watch on stage. He's got a lot of energy out there. And um, he's got a strong vision and a passion. 
And I, the reason why I am here is because this man contacted me and shared where his heart was, what his vision was, was and how he feels that this, we have to make this shift, this pivoting moment to make sure that we have a legacy that we get to leave behind for our children. And, um, and so listening to him, I was so inspired. He ignited something in me to say, okay, I'm booking my flight. I'm going to spend some time out there with you. We're going to make these alliances. We're going to have these meetings with the, the folks who can make a difference. You know, as far as opening up the doors, allowing finances to flow, giving thumbs up on certain projects instead of impeding what really needs to happen. You know? That's because wonderful. there are many of us, there are so many of us that are out here who are doing the good work and there's so much more to do that we can do, but we need those gatekeepers to open up. So. Yeah. I want to make a tie for people. I'm going to help people understand the tie between the climate and humanity. Um as you know, I've owned a magazine for 18 years called Apogeospatial about long-term sustainability of the planet using data from space. And the bottom line is the reason we care so much about the planet is because people need a place to live, right? Humanity needs Mother Earth, our home, a place to live. So that's, I think, a very oversimplified way to tie together why we care so much about the climate and the, and the planet itself. And it, because it is for humanity. Yeah, you know, you see it over and over again, you hear it over and over again, there is no planet B. Mother Earth is here, we are from her, we will return to her, we need to tend to her. We are her children, all yeah. beings are. And so we need to start acting like we are related the way we are intending to her nurturing because she gives to us everything that we need to thrive. We have that responsibility. And I'll just add to that, that we live on a planet that's absolutely beautiful. Why would we not want to take care of this gem that we were blessed to pop out of the universe and onto mother earth um, at, our, at our time of birth? Right. So this is like a true gem where where we live and we should be honored to, to protect her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Stunning beauty. Everything. It's incredible. Full of life. Resonating at the same electromagnetic field resonance as humanity. Right. Like it's we are all we're we are all one and it's in the science. It's in the science, too. It is in the science. Yeah. Yes. So. so we need to we need to raise that collective vibration. And I truly feel like when we have moments like this, when we come together, we get to do that. Um, all right. Aisla is uh, reminding me, maybe we need to mention um, that we're participating in Colorado Gives Day. All right. Um, OK, since I'm out of town, is Colorado Gives happening today? I think so. Okay. This could be the day, right? Yes. So just yes. as a reminder, I mean, the other day we had uh, Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And um, and so today, yet again, you have an opportunity to support the, the work that Her Many Voices has been doing and, um, and the collaboration in uh, the organizations such as Earth Guardians and Green Revolution. Um, so please, please, please keep us in mind. Um, write out that check, send in that PayPal. Anything you can do to help us out would be greatly appreciated. All right, yes. I'm looking at another, let's see, we have more messages coming in. I think she's gonna share another link for us and then Kelly can talk okay. about it. Yeah, great. So if uh, folks on this call are inspired to start their own crew, it's like a chapter, um, uh, wherever they're located across the globe, that's just the link for starting your own crew. And um, it's a registration link and then we'll onboard you and start to, to bring you into the organization and then help with various resources to get you started in your communities.
All of these and links. Kelly, when you talk about, sorry, Myrna. All of these links will be in the show notes. I just wanted to mention. Yep. And so, Kelly, when you're talking about crews now, does that have to be, is there a minimum to start a crew, a minimum amount of people? Can it be a crew of one? How does that, mm -hmm. how does that go? Yeah, actually, our, our operations director, uh, who we just hired on a couple of months ago, she started her crew with either one or two people and then grew it to 30. So there's no minimum, there's no maximum, there's no age limit. Um, and yet we are really working to foster this younger generation of leaders. But if you're my age and you want to start a crew, get youth that you know involved, please, please, uh, just www.earthguardians.org slash crews, I believe. It was just, uh, yeah. So those of us who are in my generation, you know, if you're young at heart, you can consider yourself a part of the youth crew. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets to act, right? Everybody gets to contribute. So, uh, and it's wonderful when these things are happening and it's intergenerational, right? That's, that's a great balance if it's intergenerational. Yeah, that's so important, isn't it? There's not that many opportunities we have for that kind of interaction to really do meaningful work with people of all ages. That's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Our elders, they bring to the table so much wisdom and young people have that drive and, and that passion and the environment, our earth mother is speaking to us. These plants, the waters, the trees, they are speaking to us. We just have to take that time to listen and come together instead of being so distracted by these you know little dangling things here and there that just do nothing but divide us so these are the perfect ways of coming together um kelly i want to thank you again for for coming in at the last minute um for for everybody out there we were concerned jess was concerned about the internet in haiti and, um, you know, it can be really unpredictable. And like I said, we had a good half hour of just being with us. And, um, and then suddenly, five minutes before the show, it went out. She went black. So um, Kelly was a sweetheart and, and really stepped in at the last minute. So thank you. Thank you. Ah, Jeremy Hale, we're, we're hearing Jeremy is also part of the Green Revolution Age is just a number. We need every generation to come together. Absolutely, Jeremy. Absolutely. Yes. And um, you get to do that here at Her Many Voices and with Earth Guardians and Green Revolution. Every age is welcome. We all get to contribute to make a better world for everyone. Kelly, any last thoughts? Just gratitude. Just, just thank you. Thank you, Alicia, for all that um, you do and Her Many Voices does and for bringing us into this collaboration with uh, different different leaders in Haiti in this movement and, and for having me be able to come on and just represent my organization um, the best that I could today. So just thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you, Myrna, for coming in and, you know, sticking with us today. Um, yeah, there's nothing like being blindsided at the last minute when you are the, the host of a show. Yeah. Well, thank you for sticking around, Alicia. I love your in-depth knowledge of Haiti. And this was just wonderful. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Her many voices.